Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to another edition of Ball Don't Lie. We like to call it the Freak Flag. Feel good. Fake it till you make it. Football Ric Flair. Woo! 5-1-2 Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. We are glad that you are here to join into the party with us. We got a lot to get to, but not a lot of time to do it. We're off early today at 6.30 to give you up to the flex because we got some Texas high school football action right here uh, across the ARN networks. We'll get into that coming up a little bit later on. We got the flex at 345, speaking of. Uh, we got championship Saturday preview and discussion coming up. Next segment at 3.30, uh, Texas basketball. Oh, man, once again, an epic, monumental moment for Texas basketball this season. That's becoming a, a normal occurrence right there in the mood. We'll get to that beating Creighton last night. Also, huge NFL weekend coming up for Week 13. We'll preview it coming up in the 6 o'clock. Also, I'll get to a little bit of that in Rod's rant of the day. Let's not waste any time. Let's get right to it. Uh, he was a second-round pick for the Montreal Expos, but a first-round pick for the Austin Radio Network. He originally committed to the University of Texas. Texas, but decided to forego the 40 acres and chase his dream and the cheese. Pippin ain't easy, but for him it's a breeze. He is Mike Hardball Hard. What's going on, brother? How you doing? I love the fact that you always talk about the mood, and I love getting mm-hmm. into the mood, especially when your team decides to show up Come on now. and show out. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about the man that's sitting across from me, because by the way, where he's from is the number one team in the nation. Uh, he hails from H-Town with the get-down. Shout out. He's a lifetime Longhorn and a proud card-carrying member of DBU. Legendary Longhorn Derek Johnson said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study, but he's not a fan of white condiments. But he is a fan of you, the listeners. He is my man and yours, 
Rod Babels. I appreciate the intro as always, and I got a text that I look forward to Rod's Friday intro all week. I appreciate it. I look forward to it, too, because I like the Ric Flair woo, and I don't get to do it all the time. I know. I love that, too. I love the Ric Flair woo. Because we right there for the weekend. Yeah, exactly. Too. Nobody right. gets mad about a Ric Flair woo when you're on, in the weekend. <laughs> on a Monday, people are like, man, shut up. Shut that noise up, man. Monday. You started off too quick. Come on, man. That's Calm right. down. That's right. Uh, all right. Let's uh, introduce the real ideal you're now on the show, the real MVP. He's one of the hardest working members of the ARN family. He's got a hustler spirit, period. We don't know what he's paid. We just know he's underpaid. Patrick Davis, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good. Always good after a win. Oh, uh, and Always you were, right you after a win. The, you got the best seat in the house, or one of the best seats in the house. Now you got to work. You got work, yeah, man. Yeah. Those, those are stressful times when you can't cheer or say anything or do. Yeah. And then it's a close game there at the end. <laughs> but, man, it's fun. Yeah, uh, that it is fun. Uh, and There's think, worse jobs in life. Let's uh, put it that way. No question about it. No, it is. And that's why we like to have you here, Patrick, because you got a great uh, seat to actually see what this Texas basketball team is. It looks like there's something special a-brewing. All right, we don't want to jinx it already. But, they, I mean, Zay says he's already getting his uh, his reservation in H-Town. <laughs> I'm from H-Town, yeah, yeah. so I ain't got to worry yeah, about that. Yeah. All right, I'm from H-Town. If y'all need somewhere to chill and kick it, hey, I got people there. All right? We're checking your roller decks, yeah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, but we don't want to get into that. Let's not uh, get ahead of ourselves. Let's talk about this Texas basketball team, gentlemen, uh, with a great win last night over Creighton. And uh, a lot of things that we talked about beforehand, it was a 72-67 win, but it did get uh, tight late. I think Texas had command of uh, the game for a lot of the second half there until late. And then late uh, in pretty much in clutch time around that, that's when Creighton made their run, and we expected a run. Uh, but you got to give a lot of props to the Texas defense because um, once again that uh, led the way uh, in terms of points. Uh, Marcus Carr led the way. Uh, he 19 points was the leading score, uh, seven to 20. But he was aggressive, five assists mm-hmm. as well, five rebounds. Uh, he rec- he's basically recorded a season high in scoring in four straight games. So he's learning to get a little bit more comfortable in his role with the team. That's pretty obvious. Yeah, and it's important to know that last year when we were talking about Marcus Carr, he didn't feel as a true point guard. And what I mean by that, the assist guy. He wasn't, he didn't, that wasn't who he was. Because remember, when he came from Minnesota, he was a scorer. Mm -hmm. He was there to score. And him having to have the ball in his hands as far as the distributor was something that, let's be honest, he didn't feel comfortable with. Now, with the three-guard backcourt that, that they have where all these other guys can get involved, now he can go and create. Now he can go and be that guy that needs to hit a clutch basket. He's not looking to pass. He's looking to score. But to your point, he can do just that. He can get some assists off. He can go out there and be the guy that when he came to the University of Texas, we were all waiting for. And he never got a chance to be that guy last year. Now he's got a comfortable backcourt where he doesn't have to be the ball handler. He doesn't have to be the primary guy. And when he does get it, I can go score with it. Creighton, well, coach. And, and, I mean, you talk about the mismatches he's able to get now. Yeah. Whereas before, yes. he was really the only guy they felt worried about, a guy who could create off the dribble. I mean, Courtney Ramey could. Matt Coleman kind of could. But he was the only guy they were like, oh, no, this guy can score off the dribble. Mm-hmm. So double onto him, help onto him. Get the ball out of his hands. And get the ball out of his hands. Yep. He doesn't have that anymore because Tyrese Hunter can. Yes. And Timmy Allen can. Yep. And Jabari Rice can't. So now you can't overplay Marcus Carr anymore, which he can eat up. So now he's got more freedom. Yep. Uh, there's a great quote um, that – and I want to make sure I'll give credit to the person that got it, so I'll get my phone out here in a second. But I got it here written down. It says that uh, Creighton coach Greg McDermott, he, was, he said, quote, I was with Chris Beard last night. 
and I think he's got one of the best guard cores in the country. Mm-hmm. And that's what really fuels it. One of the most remarkable stats about this great win for Texas was the and I, th- I thought turnovers would be a big you know uh, yeah. factor in the game. Uh-huh. I thought it would be Texas forcing turnovers. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, that wasn't a big factor. It was turnovers, but it wasn't them forcing turnovers defensively. <laughs> it was them taking care of the basketball. Right. Uh, gentlemen, they had only three turnovers. Think about that with this Texas basketball team. Fewest <laughs> since uh, they had a four turnover night in. Um, uh, I believe it was Madison uh, Square Garden uh, 2019 that went over yep. Uh, Cal. Yep. Uh, that was a uh, shout-out to my man Joe Cook here at that. Uh, and then he said Beard also with Tech. He had a two-turnover game uh, as a team, a loss, uh, I believe, at West Virginia in January of 2021. So we just hadn't really seen uh, the Texas basketball team take care of the ball to that respect. And uh, Keenan Womack is the guy who got the quote about uh, Coach McDermott saying, you got the best core of uh, guards out there, one of the best cores. And think about this, and and – for those that don't understand the basketball lingo as far as the turnovers and what we normally see as a turnover in football is an interception, a fumble, things like that. In basketball, you can get it from a charge. That's a turnover. You can get it from a pass. There's so many different ways that you can create a turnover. Time of possession, shot clock violation is considered a turnover. That's a great point. For Texas to be able to do all of that and only have three is something that is 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 credit to that team and the maturity that they show. They don't put themselves in bad situations. Zero in clutch time, too, by the and, way. And that is the other part of yeah, it. Zero you know, in clutch time. And that goes back to what we were talking about, about the backcourt and the mm-hmm. three guys that have had uh, NCAA tournament experience. And what's the leading. tournament all about? Exactly. All about the guard, guard play. play. And guard yeah. play is huge. Yeah. And it's funny, too, because just the other day, we were sitting in here talking off air, and I talked to Patrick, and I said, Patrick, man, what's up with Timmy Allen? You're like, ah, oh, he'll be all right. He'll, he'll, he'll find his moment. He Last bad. night he found his moment, right? That was He was clutch because up until this game, he wasn't even looked at to be that scorer. And remember, mm-hmm. every time uh, Coach Beard talked about him, he was like, Timmy does other things on our team that people just really don't see. He'll be just fine when he starts to score the basketball and that's exactly what he did last night. He had 11 total points. He had seven total rebounds, uh, three on the offense and four on the defensive end. That means stopping possessions, yep. stopping those second-chance shots. And it was huge for – And Texas needed Texas, that. They did. They, they didn't have that, their flow offensively. No, they, they weren't didn't. in a rhythm really No, they, they, they hit – this was the first game you really saw them hit, uh, other than that the uh, Northern Arizona game. Yeah. But this is the first game you really saw them hit long stretches – of just bad off, and and sometimes they were getting open shots and just couldn't hit anything. But I agree on the Timmy Allen uh, when you saw him, and it was it was funny because those first couple buckets, and give credit to Chris Beard as a guy who kept telling him to take shots and be like, "Look, we know you're good enough to do this. We know mm-hmm. you're good enough. Don't stop taking shots. If you get the right shots, I'm not worried about you taking a Marcus Carr shot or a Tyrese Hunter heat check shot. That's not a right, Timmy right, Allen style. Right. It's like you're taking solid yeah. shots." And that first one goes down, and you see him just kind of pump his fist and be like, all right, that felt good. And then he hits another mm-hmm. one, and then you see him like, oh, okay, now I'm Timmy Allen again. I can go yeah. play basketball. Yeah. Yep. It just took a couple of times of seeing the ball go through the hoop for him to be like, okay, now I'm back in the role of that I want to be in. And he was big in that first half. 
It was. It yeah. also helped that uh, Baylor Sherman started so cold. I mean, hey, ice, 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 baby. Cold. I mean, was too, cold, for, too cold, too yeah, cold. What was it? Was it 0-9, 0-10, something yeah. like that? Yeah. I mean, he it was, was straight up awful. Yeah, and I mean, he, yeah. he, he was clutch, though, down the stretch. Uh, those four straight shots and the three of those, I believe, was three-pointers. Yeah. So he was clutch down the stretch to give them a chance. Uh, but, yeah, uh, it helped. in Texas perimeter defense was a big part of that. Mm-hmm. Also, it's just... Um, and you've talked about this, Patrick. I believe I've heard Zay talk about it. Something about the mood. They're just, you know, being a new arena. People aren't used to it yet, yeah. the shooting of it. No, it's- and I mean, and you got to give, like, this Creighton team as well, we'll say, they were tired. They were clearly tired on this court. They had been playing. They hadn't played a true road game yet, but had been in Hawaii, had been around, and just you, they clearly you could tell they were, they were out of wind a lot of this game. But when you know that, Chris Beard gave a lot of – gave the right direction to make Charmin work. For everything he gets, make him come off two screens, make him run halfway across this court before he gets shot off, and then stand where he wants to take the ball. Yep. Get to his spot before him. Yep. So he's going to have to coaching. get the spot off where he wants to do it. Now, Sharman proved at the end of the game, it don't matter. He can hit a three from 10 feet behind the three-point line. He yeah, can hit I mean, it anywhere on the court. Scary. So it's not that he can't hit that, but when you're expecting in the first half to be able to cut around a screen and turn around and get a shot up because you're tall enough and you're big enough you can get it out – and there's a guy standing where you want to be after two screens. Yeah, you're like, man, I'm tired running around this, and now I got to <laughs> step back a foot or two to try and get this off. I'm out of rhythm now because I'm not doing what we've practiced. I've never practiced this shot because in a drill they're not standing on the line. They're not because yeah. you're not right, supposed to right. because I can blow past you. And it also, but you know, I'm not going to blow past you. Yeah, I want to shoot. It also helps, and, and you brought this up yesterday, Hards, that how deep Texas plays. The, uh, I mean, they had going into the game nine different players averaging at least yeah. fifteen minutes, yep. uh, getting adding to the point, uh, compounding the issue of them having no legs from a long trip from Maui and uh, and obviously playing uh, really good teams over there and losing to Arizona. Yeah. That Texas wore them out with depth. That yep. was obvious too. They had a lot of guys that play. I mean, they had. Um, one guy they had two guys play thirty four minutes. They had an, uh, one guy play thirty six minutes. 33-32. Their starters are the the least amount of minutes their starters play around 32 minutes. Yeah, and it just you start looking at this uh this team and we talked about it yesterday before we left. We talked about the trip to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. You start thinking about it it's like, "Uh, my legs aren't the same. You're trying to get adjusted to the jet lag and he's coming out there and he's shooting and if you could keep a team like that that loves to hoist shots to shoot what was it? 11% or excuse me. 14% from three. Three-point range. They live and die by the three. Four of 27. And getting to that spot that you were talking about, Patrick, where you're like, okay, man, I know where you're good, and I know where you're comfortable. The fact that they were shooting so good from two-point land and refused to go to two-point land. Well, no, well, Cockbender could do whatever he wanted. Ryan no, I'm talking Brown. about the entire team. Yeah, I'm talking about but, the but, entire but, team. Like, you watched him in the post, and he was just – he was dead tired 90%. Yep. I'm like, why are you – I get he's killing us offensively because we don't have – seven-footers are going to be a problem for this Texas yeah. team all year. Yep. This is what it is. No, it's just because we don't have those but, kind of bodies. man, he was dead tired. And on the defensive end, he couldn't – I mean, 
You're Chasing getting him people. to run out, and you're like, yeah. oh, no, cool. We'll just pull We'll pull out Bishop. We'll pull out DeSue, and we'll make you come out. So if anybody goes to paint, you're not going to be able to get back there because you're winded. He was winded in warm-ups. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and well, I'm just telling you. Yeah. And, sit on, and I, by the way, I can tell you, I, Hawaii is a lot of fun for a lot of people. Seven-foot people probably don't like flights to Hawaii <laughs> Exactly. Back. Uncomfortable. Hey, let yeah. me ask you this, Rob. What was that number that you had for them yesterday Where what their three-point shooting percentage three, was? It was 38%, actually over 38% going yeah, into the game. Yesterday in the first half, they shot 8% from three-point land. One of 12 yeah. from three-pointers. I think it's a lot involved <laughs> in that. I think Texas, obviously, their aggressive perimeter defense. Man, they uh, were Patrick brought down. up the, the long road, the long trip uh, and the flight. I'm sure that's a big part of it, too. Um, and also, uh, here's a great quote from Coach McDermott, too, about Texas. <clears throat> he said, uh, the pace of Texas surprised Creighton. Uh, he said, the tape on them doesn't illustrate how fast they actually are. Yeah, buddy. And Texas ended up with, what, 20 fast break points? To mm-hmm. their five fast break points. Yep, uh, that's one of the things, and I think also that's that's probably a big part of them having uh, heavy legs uh, and Texas having a lot more depth. But I'm glad that Texas now is is emphasizing the pace. They want to push it. They know yeah. they're athletic. Yeah, you're un- yeah you're undersized, but that could be a good thing. That means you can get out on the run. And against most teams, Texas is going to have the athletic advantage overall as a team. And not only that, you you sit here and you talk about how this team is going to be able to to get the length that they are, the depth that they have. They had 13 bench points. Creighton had zero. They had zero points off the bench. Yeah, I mean, that basically the only guy they were playing real minutes was Farabello, and I think the only reason they really played him big minutes was because he's from TCU. Right. transfer in, so he had yep. played Texas a few yep. times before. So I think that they more or less are like, maybe he knows how to figure out this Texas defense because we sure don't. <laughs> right. But look, Fran Fischel turned to us after the game and was like, man, they both teams made the other team play left-handed tonight. Yeah, That's, so that's was, a good point. I he like was that. like, they be, both, both teams were put in a position where they were playing not to their strengths. Yep. And both, both game plans were done up very well. Uh, Texas was just able to execute just a little bit better and finish it out and, man, hit some free throws down the stretch. Yep, Texas. Brock had, Cunningham's only two points. Yep, <laughs> hey, they were big. They were two big points. Yeah. Hey, and think about points, it: his baby. only two points, and he just steps up to the line and be able to knock those That's down. True. Great that, point. That, Nothing but net on both. Great point. I, yeah, it wasn't Agreed. like it was like it was pop pop. No, nope. pop right. that net. Right. And here's the other point of it: we talked about the turnovers and what Texas has created all year from forcing those turnovers and how many points they got off of it. Last night they had 11 points off of turnovers. Creighton only had five. Mm-hmm. And what was the final score? 70, I mean, 72 to 65. Yeah. There's your difference right there. Yep. And Texas, <laughs> what, three turnovers? Yep. Fewest turnovers yep. they've had uh, as a, a Texas team since 2019. No doubt. Uh, I love this from my man Joe Cook. This was the third fewest turnovers in a game for a beer D1 team at Joseph Cook 89. says uh, number one was Little Rock. He had, that, that was a game with one turnover versus Arkansas State in 2016. That was a dub. Uh, Texas Tech, two turnover game versus West Virginia in 2021. That was a loss, actually. That's crazy. Uh, and then Texas, three turnover performance versus Creighton in 2022. Mm. And a win. That's, that's yeah. yeah, and I mean, and that's the thing is, this is a really good Creighton team, like a really yeah. good team. And I'll tell you, they were they were winded. This game could have been if this was a fully held, like fully energized Creighton team, and especially in if you're at Creighton, this could be a different outcome. Oh, yeah, because these guys, 
played really good basketball. Their losses are to Arizona, who's number four. Yeah. And yeah. then to Texas, Texas, who's, who's number, number two. two. Yeah. And just by a combined, what, seven points yeah. or something? Yeah, I'm just saying, that's <laughs> like everybody, like, because yeah. the Gonzaga game, you go, all right, Gonzaga's got some work to do. This Creighton team watching them up close, you're like, oh no, this team. Because they got open shots. Yeah, if Shire really Meyer just wasn't, if he wasn't O of, he started O of 10, yeah. it could be a different situation. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I mean, they were getting, Shireman not so much, but some of these other guys were getting open threes. Yeah. Because they were able to move around, because they were focusing a lot on Shireman. Well, they wanted they wanted the guys who were not the marquee three point shooters yeah. to, hey, man, we got to give somebody open looks. Yeah. Those yep. guys who are going to get it, it was a calculated risk, worked out for them. Yep. Yeah, it's so good, yeah. man. Yeah. And so, they were matched up pretty well in the paint. They were both 36 points in the paint. So, those are the things that you were talking about with the big man. Yeah. But Texas being able to get into the paint as well kind of pushed the envelope. And the thing about it, too, that we always – I've always talked about, you got to knock down those free throws, which they did, mm-hmm. but you have to make sure that those three-point percentages are a little bit better. Texas wasn't better from the three-point line either. I mean, no. you look at that first half, I was saying that they shot 8%, Creighton did – Texas only shot 14%. No. They just didn't was, shoot as many shots no, as no, they it's, did. It's all about the margins, man. Yep. I mean, you brought, the, up, you brought up the points off turnovers. Yep. If they didn't have th- three turnovers, they had five. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Three, could be a very it different, could be a different story. Ball game. Uh, we just talked yep. about Timmy Allen. Timmy Allen has his best uh, breakout <laughs> performance of the season offensively. You don't get that Timmy Allen performance. Yep. Could be a different story. For sure. I mean, but that's what great teams do, right? You yep. got to find a way to win the game. I love uh, the, the quote that you just brought up, Patrick, about basically each team was forced to play left-handed. I love yep. that. Yep. And Texas found a, found a way to win. And they stopped yeah. their left-handed shooter, their natural left-handed yeah. shooter, didn't have his best game either. So that was yeah. good stuff last yeah, night. Yeah, the fast break points I think were big. Yeah, and I think, I, I think we have – we brought it up a lot, but yet probably can't be uh, mentioned enough. That long trip from Hawaii, yeah, it's it helps out Texas tremendously. It does. I mean, they were just yeah. they were tired. You could tell, and I mean, they're a pretty young team. Seven footers are always going to be tired on road games, just because it's a lot for a seven footer to travel. But yeah, you could tell it. They're they're going to be ready, and I guarantee you, you're going to see them at the end of the year uh, again when they're going to be in the tournament, and it, whether we're playing them or not. They will be a factor at the end of the year because this is a really good Creighton team. Yeah. So it's a big win for Texas to get this one. And it's just, you're right, Hearts. They need to get that shooting under more control. Yep. Those are things that's harder to fix, uh, just three-point shooting in the yeah. middle of the season. But the timing of when they did hit their threes, man, that's something that good teams can do is, hey, man, it's a five-point game. It was an yep. 11-point game. It's a mm-hmm. five-point game. Yep. There's a big three. Okay. All right, eight-point game now. We feel a little bit better. We can go play defense, and we don't have that stress up against stuff of we're about to lose this game. And they were able to keep it right there at the end of that game where even when Shireman just started hitting anything he took, they were able to still have enough buffer because they hit enough big shots there at the end. And and that's – that's something that I think last year this team wouldn't do, could not do at the level they did last night. Right. I agree with that 100%. I agree with that 100%. Uh, other guys who have stepped in, they had four players in double digits. Uh, we brought up Marcus Carr. He was the leading scorer, 19 points. Also had five assists and five rebounds. Put in some work. Then uh, you had Tyrese Hunter. He had a season high in minutes played, uh, 15 points, uh, three rebounds, two assists, and a steal. Uh, then you have Timmy Allen, who stepped up big time, 11 points. Uh, his season high, seven rebounds, three assists. Uh, also had four offensive rebounds. You brought that up, Harge. Uh, and Dylan. Mitchell had also uh, double digits, ten points, three rebounds, and a steal. Christian Bishop, uh, uh, you know, also had uh, a nice contribution. Only sixteen minutes, but six points. 
Yeah. Four rebounds. And he's a former Creighton player, right? He's yeah. the one that came yeah. from Creighton. So he understood the assignment when he went out there to, to go after these guys. Yeah. Well, and they knew they knew when they were going up against some of those guys that it was like, look, we need to tire them out. And when you have, hey, man, if we're going to have an off a guy on their team that's going to come at us offensively, we need to go right at them because, they, look, make them work on both ends of the court. It's only yeah. it's a, it's the only way to really tire out seven footers and six ten and power forwards and centers. You got to make them work on both ends of the court. You got to. Nate's not. You can't. Even, yeah, he, <laughs> right, Nate, Nate's not a good friend right now. <laughs> no, I love it. No, you got to read Nate's text for you, Patrick. It's great. I I think I'm going to read it, Nate, because I don't want to get canceled. Yeah, we can't do that. <laughs> hey, but, uh, there, there's a he, word in there that's the only word I've been called into an office uh, for saying that I said on the air. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I don't even want to get into discussion. No, we can't. We can't. I can get canceled just yeah. even having the discussion, so I'm yeah. not going to do it. And I could use another word that would give you trouble still. Discussion <laughs> might get me in trouble. Right. So I'm not gonna right but do I'll leave it at this. But it is harder for seven footers to travel on planes. <laughs> just just simple math here. Yeah. Yeah. There's not a lot of room. There's not a lot of leg room on planes. So, and they're not yeah, well, flying Nate, private. Nate, Nate's joking about the opposite of that. The yes. antithesis yes. of that. Oh, all right. Good stuff there. Good stuff. And uh, shout no. out to the volleyball team, too. Shout out to the volleyball team. Shout out to the volleyball team. Last night they won. Uh, three sets to none of Fairley Dickerson. I know that everybody went uh, to the basketball game and then they hustled over to the volleyball match. They will play tonight versus uh, Georgia in a big matchup of of some quality uh, volleyball teams as well. Yeah. yeah, they moved up the Texas women's game tonight to 6 p.m. Because so of you- the- because you can then get over to yes. the other game at 8. So yes. their, uh, Texas plays South Florida. It's on 105.3 The Bats tonight, pregame at 545. Uh, that game moved up to 6 p.m., though, so that they everybody can get out of the women's basketball game after a big Texas win and go over to the That's Gregory right. Gym for That's a big right. Texas win. Yeah. There's a I lot going on on 40 acres, baby. I like when they coordinate everything. Yeah, they got to coordinate. The synchronicity. I love um, it. All right, we'll come back. We'll get into championship Saturday. Love we'll preview this. all the games uh, and just kind of give you our predictions. Also, we'll get into the flex at 345. So we got a lot coming up on the show. Don't go anywhere. Right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104 the Horn. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a 512 Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. That's when we play jams from local bands and artists that you can hear live right here in the ATX. Very talented human beings, and I like the sound of this. Who is this? This is Foxtails. They are playing uh, tomorrow night at Stubbs. It's nice. So I like it. All right. it, it, it sounds very soundtracky, but I still like it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's good stuff. All right. Uh, that's why I love my man Patrick. Always... Bronze the Horizons. Yeah, yeah. I like um, it. Sounds very soundtracky. Like, right. <laughs> like I'm looking for McLovin riding through on his uh, no, bike. No, I didn't mean it in a disrespect, <laughs> no, but I, I meant it no. in, a, in a compliment. No, right? definitely. I, I mean, it's soundtracky. When you like, get a music score like that, yeah, I, mean, I think that's it would be on like like some yeah. big movie soundtrack yeah. or something. Like Agreed. it does. It sounds that accomplished. Uh, someone says on the Spec Sex line uh, in regards to Patrick's uh, <laughs> theory about seven footers and flying and how it's uncomfortable for them. People love this theory, apparently. <laughs> Uh, guys love the show. So what you're saying, there's no seven-footers that are in the Mile High Club, says one of our texters. Hey, possibly not. 
<laughs> I can't uh, verify that one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they. It's, it's, it's amazing what the uh, specs text line fixates on. I I can't get it. I, uh, I do know there are guys with private jets who are seven feet tall, and that is okay to travel. Well, yeah. well oh yeah, yeah. So they, you can join the Mile High Club all day long yeah, in a private jet. On a private jet, yeah, you not. I mean, they, they got couches and it's a, it's a luxurious feel yeah. there. Yeah, you find gin with the gin pop, like the like most of us. Uh, yeah, if you're honestly, if you're over six foot six, it's got to be uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah, I would think. Hell, I'm uncomfortable sometimes when the guy lean or the gal leans back. They lean back all the way and on the plane. I'm like, yeah. you gotta lean back all the way. <laughs> you can't lean back just a little bit. <laughs> you gonna lean back the whole, like the whole. This, you can't have your tray on. out. You can't oh, have your tray out. Man, people yeah. just have, people do not respect boundaries on planes. Not at all. No. They don't. And that's yeah. It's how you learn about people you learn about people's home training. <laughs> I love that. You really do. You I learn. love that. Home learn, training. Yeah, you learn about their home training when they get into an airport because people don't really have manners in airports. But if you if you can keep your civility in that chaos that we call the, the modern airport. Yeah, then you are. In, You've done you done a good job. You may be indeed a good human being. Your mom, right. and, your mom and dad deserve some praise. Yeah. No, no doubt. Because <laughs> most of us have lost at least once or twice in the airport and became that person. But you don't want to become yeah. that person. And no, Creighton does not have a private jet. They do no play. Uh, they do get charters. They're not private jets. They're not. Ooh, there's a jets. difference. So yeah. he gets his own row though. Uh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm usually not because you're usually <laughs> most of these charter flights are pretty full because you have all the staff. You maybe yep. put yeah, like Craig Way right. rides on the charter and you jump so, on like, there. Yeah, you get yep. those e. are pretty. Hogan jumps on there sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> no, he does. He only drives it sometimes. Yeah. Like the Oklahoma State, I think he went there. Yeah, he but Patrick's right. It's not just. Yeah, it's not. It's not like. It's Man. not a super nice. Believe me, these colleges are not splurging huge amounts of money on college basketball. Yeah. It's fair. Very fair. That is fair. All right. Very. Hey, let's get to it. Let's talk about championship Saturday. Um, more discussion about seven-footers on planes later. I don't know why you guys get <laughs> <laughs> obsessed with these types of things. All right, let's talk about championship Saturday. Let's start with the Big 12. Let's start with the Big 12 title game. Uh, how you feel about the Big 12 title game, Harge? Because uh, obviously uh, the Purple Kryptonite will be in full effect. Uh, which side of the Purple Kryptonite are you on right now at this time? Before we get into that, make sure you come and hang out with me and the Horn crew at – Shout out. Um, Anchor Bar in Round Rock, Cedar Ridge's own Deuce Vaughn will be participating in this game. Deuce, Deuce. You know, playing for K-State. So, answering that question, Rod, I'm telling you right now, there's just something about K-State with Will Howard at the quarterback position that has kind of ignited this football team. Uh, At the beginning of the season, K-State was the team that I said would be playing in this game. I just thought it. But it wasn't because of Will Howard. It was more because of the fact that they brought in Adrian Martinez. And at the beginning of the year, Adrian Martinez was proving me correct. Because remember, he went into Oklahoma. He was running the ball really Mm -hmm. Well, but oh, yeah. then we figured out Oklahoma was not what we thought they was going to be. Well, some of them might have been thinking that. But he went out there and he played well. Struggled a little bit, had some injuries, got dinged up. But then Will Howard, when he came in, we were all like, uh-oh. He's exploiting all the things that hey, we were worried about. vertical passing and, yeah, game, he too. had the passing and game. And he can run, run. And he, yes, he has that ability. Yeah. And he got a chance to open up the passing game for Knowles. Knowles was a guy that wasn't getting a lot of looks, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, boom, takes off, and the they start playing a little bit better. Um, but TCU, I mean, they've been playing for a long period of time, and they've had some ups and downs in, in the season, but they found a way to get the wins. That's one thing that we've always talked about. 
Are you going to get a win? I don't care how it looks. I don't care if it's we don't do uh, we don't do pretty. We can win it ugly. Mm-hmm. And Max Duggan, they've got all these awards that just happened here recently, which leads me to believe Kansas State with their defensive player of the year. Hey, man, say it, say it with your chest. Yeah, I'm not going to say that. And you DK Uzoma. <laughs> hey, a little worried about his that fault. Yeah. He's, a, he's a good player. He's going to play he's on Sunday. He's definitely Sundays. a good so player. So we shouldn't hate on him. It ain't his fault. I'm hating on the voters. It ain't, uh, the go. coaches that are hey, haters. Exactly. They're, so says, I'm just looking at ball. this. I'm just hate, 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 hate. <laughs> But I look at this team. I, You know, TCU's a one-and-a-half-point favorite right now. Mm-hmm. I just, for some reason, I just think that the purple kryptonite from K-State mm. might have that magic. And I was texting with Michael Bishop last night, and Michael Bishop said, them boys ready. Uh, I'll say this, because uh, to add to your uh, argument, the Wildcats, they usually run the ball close to 60% of the time. I yeah. mean, that's, that's just what they do, and why not when you got Deuce Vaughn and uh, you did have Adrian Martinez for most of the year. Uh, that's the eighth highest rate in the Power Five, so they love to run the rock, pound the rock. Uh, Deuce Vaughn leads all FBS running backs since 2020 in rushes of 10-plus yards. He's explosive. We all know that. Back in October, how about this? Um, and he was able to, I think, average like seven yards per carry versus TCU um, yeah. uh, back when they played him in the regular season. He only had 12 attempts in that game. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. That the two best running backs? Oh. In it, isn't that an unbelievable thing? It's a crazy. The two best running backs in the Big 12 both had. What did Bijan have? 12 touches, right? 12, 12 touches 12, 12 against attempts. TCU. Now, I don't know what, I mean, targets um, my man uh, Deuce, Deuce had in yeah. that game. So I'm sure he had. He, he usually gets a lot of targets, too. Um, but that's crazy that they only both had 12 rushes in, in that game versus TCU. But anyway, I digress. Um, they're going to run the rock more. Yep. So to your point, they're not going to let that happen again where he only has 12 attempts. If he averages seven yards per carry, he's probably going to end up doubling that amount of attempts, close to 20 to 25. Yeah, no and doubt. If he they better. do that, uh, they got a shot to win. So I'm with you. I'd, I'm not opposed to, to, to picking K-State in that matchup, actually. I wouldn't be opposed to that at all. All right, let's move on to the, the last time they played each other, excuse me, on October 22nd. Did he have, it was, was it? 38 to 28. Max Duggan threw for 280. Uh, Kendra Miller ran for 153. And Quentin Johnston had 74 yards receiving. Okay. So, uh, you know, you look at those games. And, and by the way, Quentin Johnston's going to be healthy on their healthy, side of the ball. That's right. Um, Sonny Dyke is the healthiest he, he's seen him in a really long time. Uh-oh. All right, let's go to the SEC. Uh, Georgia versus LSU. What are your thoughts about this matchup? What do you think it'll come down to? And it, does LSU even have a shot? I guess I should say. Yeah, that. I think they do have a shot. Okay. I think they do. They have they have some playmakers on that oh, side yeah, of the ball, do. and and this is the opportunities that Brian Kelly has been talking about. We talked about him when he was at Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. He was able to get his team in the playoffs, and he had academic things that he had the hurdles that he, he had, had to go through. Yeah. Now he's on a level playing field with like type players, mm-hmm. and he's enjoying himself he's this a good year. Ball in coach, first, man. Yeah, in his first year, yeah. and he's playing in the the SEC championship game. Yep, that's a big look for him. No, he's a hell so of a So I think coach. that they're going to come out there and and play to the best of their ability. But here's the deal: you look at Georgia. They're back in this game again, and they're continuing to get there. We talked about how the recruiting has gone over the last few years. Georgia has been in the top five for the last six years as far as recruiting, and they're putting guys in the NFL, and then all of a sudden they're right back in the same position playing for a national or playing for a uh, SEC championship mm-hmm. and leading undefeated as a returning national champion. I think this game is going to be a lot closer than people think, but – 
you got to go with Georgia, right? Yeah. Until otherwise. To, to me, the determining factor is going to be if they can, if the LSU defensive front can put pressure on Stetson Bennett. Uh, Stetson Bennett, how about this? He basically has been kept clean the entire season. Mm-hmm. Georgia has the lowest pressure rate allowed uh, and the lowest knockdown rate, QB knockdown rate allowed in the Power Five. So their offensive line has been stellar so far, and they have those great tight ends too, yep. uh, complement of tight ends they throw out there. So they're really sound in pass protection. But if you can find some way to put some pressure on Stetson Bennett, it makes that that offense a lot less explosive. Uh, and they like to they like to throw the football downfield. I mean, yep. they want to chunk it downfield. Um, so th- I think that'll be the key. Can they pressure Stetson Bennett? If he's kept clean, they got no shot. No, they got no shot. No. Uh, all right, let's get to the let's talk about the ACC. Um, oh, here yeah, we go. Mac yeah. Brown, baby. Mac Brown's got a chance yeah. to win a champion, a conference championship. Uh, it'll be his first conference championship since man two. 2009. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. I know. It's, it's crazy. That's it's when that. Colt was getting thrown around yeah. against Indomitian <laughs> yeah, Sioux. Exactly. Like a rag doll. That, and that one was close. Yeah, that Too was close, close for comfort. Mac, right. Mac likes to keep it close sometimes. Uh, what are your thoughts? I mean, I, Drake May is the best player that, I don't know, mm-hmm. that, that honestly – College football fans don't talk enough about. Right. Maybe I'll just put it like that. Right. Uh, he is fantastic. And he's just a freshman, too. Um, so he gives them a shot in this game. And I just don't like Clemson. Uh, Clemson's I'm, been, I'm ugly, to that all, point too, been man. ugly all year and winning ugly all year. Yeah, I'm to that point, too, where it's just like, huh? I really don't. I'm looking at this game and I say, can Mac pull it off one more time? Is Mac ready to do that mm. type of, of, of magic? In the championship game. And like you, Rob, I just really don't look at Clemson as somebody that I want to I want to I want to cheer for. Because, hmm. look, DJU has been terrible. The, the last game, I think he went eight of twenty nine and they still won't give Klubnik the ball. If Klubnik was playing, then I would say, OK, I would go with I would go with Clemson. I don't think he's playing. So I'm going with Matt. I'm going with Mac Brown. I'm going with Drake May. I think, man, he's got the. How about this? Uh, Pro Football Focus says he's got a 91.9 passing grade, the highest among Power Five quarterbacks. The redshirt freshman has 39 big time throws, six more than anyone else in college football. He's just he's been man he's been unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, like I said, we don't talk enough about him. Uh, Clemson, they if they can do anything really well, the identity of that defense is they can rush the quarterback. They yep. can rush the opposing uh, quarterback. But I think Drake May, I've seen him. He he's mobile, seems, man. Yeah, and he seems cool, yep. calm, and collected yep. under pressure. I'm with you. I don't I don't mind going with uh with Drake May and, and Mac Brown rooting yeah. on North Carolina. Yeah. I'm rooting for Mac anyway in that game. I mean you versus Clemson. How can you not root for Mac? He sat on your couch, bro. Come on, man. How can I you not root for Mac drink in that game? Drink your mama's cool. Make your mama drink oh, <laughs> sweet tea. Sweet tea. Sweet tea. Excuse yeah, drink your mama sweet tea. tea. Yeah, right. Mama didn't really make Kool-Aid for me like that. <laughs> mama Mama didn't endorse the Kool-Aid like I did. Uh all right, let's get to the uh to the Let's go to Pac-12. Let's go out yep, west yep. and talk That's about tonight. By the way, oh, all right, there you the go. The Pac-12 is tonight. Utah taking on USC. Uh, USC number four ranked team. I mean, eleven and one, eight and one. And Utah, man, how what, how can you, Utah is just one of those teams that you don't want to play against. They Not, always man, find a way, especially twice. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But you got them. I mean, Utah got them the first time. They did. So Caleb Williams, they know what they're playing for. He's playing for a Heisman Trophy. Everybody's going to be watching this game. We love us some Cam Rising. Mm -hmm. Their tight end is unbelievable at Utah. Uh, We got uh, Jackson, our man that was going to be a quarterback here. 
now playing running. Yeah, yeah. Jaquindon Jackson playing running back now for them. This is and they lost their running back at uh, USC. Travis died. They did. He's out, but they still have Caleb Williams. They got Jordan Addison. They have Williams at the wide receiver position. They've done a good job there, and they're playing for the spot in the in the playoffs. I'm going to go with USC. Yeah, uh, only team to beat USC this season. Hard to beat Lincoln Riley twice. Yeah. Uh, we know that here at Texas. Um, and they beat him, was it 43-42? to 42? Yep. Came was, down to the wire. I believe Jordan Addison. They went for two. Yeah, and Jordan Addison, I believe, had to leave that game mm-hmm. um, because he had dealing with like a, an injury at that point in the game. This will be the matchup to watch: Jordan Addison versus Clark Phillips the third. Um, it's the Utah cornerback, and he's going to play on Sundays. He'll probably get drafted in the second or the third round. Uh, but Jordan Addison, we know he's the real deal. Um, they'll try to get Clark Phillips the third matched up on him as much as possible. He's allowed just thirty nine catches for less than five hundred yards on the season. He's got three forced incompletions, six interceptions. That's tied for the most in the FBS. He he's the real deal. Like he can he. So it, we'll see if Jordan. If they and Lincoln Riley's genius will be able to get Jordan Addison uh, in a advantageous situation. Um, but at least they got a guy they can match yep. up on him. Um, so that'll be interesting. And if it if it ends up being a shootout because the USC defense they're opportunistic, but they're just not a very sound defense. Um, I'm with you. I'm taking USC because USC. Look at in terms of turnover margin. Their defense. One thing they do well is turn other teams over. Yep. And that's all Lincoln Riley needs uh, because Lincoln Riley, the more possessions he gets, uh, you're talking about the most efficient or at least top five most efficient offense in the country. Uh, I'll go with Lincoln Riley. I mean, the guy's the real deal. First year there, and he's already at 11 wins. So he'll yeah. send another guy to the Heisman Yes, he'll be sitting up there again talking about all I do is bring QBs he's up gone, there. They, they know him. They go, uh, Mr. Riley, <laughs> yes, have your exactly. seats ready. We have your seat ready once again, We just sir. keep changing the colors. <laughs> we change the colors for you, I mean, but we got you covered. Riley's just, man, that's crazy. But yeah. the funny thing is, you know, we always talk about the numbers and the analytics. ESPN's uh, FBI has Utah 61.2% chance of winning this game. Wow. 61. Well, it's because they're more of a well-rounded football yep, team. Absolutely. Um, USC has a prolific offense, but their defense is pretty exploitable. And But they make a lot of plays, right? High-risk, high-reward defense. Yep. And special teams, Utah probably has the advantage there. So it, it, if you're looking at just the entire three phases, all phases of the game, yeah, Utah probably does have an advantage. And it's Lincoln Riley's first year there, so his roster has a lot of holes, too. Yep. Because he just started building building that roster mostly through the transfer market, but the Kim Kardashian, Nicki Minaj, Serena Williams size, Cardi B size, Megan The Stallion size, Beyonce size, but is it's Lincoln Riley, and he's got one of the best quarterbacks in the country who may end up winning the Heisman as the best player in the country, and that's all he needs. And here's the other part of what that's you were talking needs. about the, about <laughs> that that defense at at USC. Yeah, you're right. They bend, but they they, they don't break. They give up 405 yards. On, on defense, 262 yards through the air, 142 yards on the ground they give up. Yeah. Oh, you can run it. And, and Utah is and a Utah physical can run football it. team. Yes, yes. And I, they might have one of the top five best complement of tight ends This might in be the, the best game too. of the evening tonight. Um, so, yeah, I'm with yeah. you, man. It's just, I, The thing that's compelling to me is, well, if it turns into a shootout, which is, that's, what, that's what USC wants. Yep. 
Um, and the last one, it did kind of turn into a shootout, and I would say Utah ended up winning. So that's, that's tough right. to say. That's uh, right. But USC right now leads the country in turnover margin, and that's their key. So if USC is turning Utah over and taking care of the football, which is their formula to win, um, it's going to be hard to beat that USC team. Three-point favorite, by the way. USC? USC is a three-point favorite. That makes sense to yeah. me. Uh, okay, one uh, the quick game uh, that we uh, hadn't talked about, Michigan versus Purdue. Do we care? I mean, Michigan's going to pound. Actually, Blake Corum. Blake Corum is out. He's out for the rest of the yeah, season. Yeah, he's having surgery. Uh, he's having so. surgery. Um, I saw Bijan wished him well. That means Bijan's gone too, y'all. Just say, oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bijan's looking at another see, running back getting hurt. See, <laughs> he's like, see you later, bro. Yeah. <laughs> if Bijan was thinking about staying, <laughs> and then Blake Corum News just sent him the other way. He's like, okay, yeah, I'm not staying. Sorry, guys. Yeah. yeah, I forgot about those bad things that could happen at the running back position. All right, Michigan-Purdue, what are your thoughts? Anything? I think Michigan's no. going to pound I think them. Michigan's going to beat them. They're going to yeah. pound them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's not even really worth discussing. Uh, UCF versus Tulane. You want to talk about that? Uh, I, I took uh, UCF, actually. Okay. I think UCF's got a lot that they can offer. And Tulane, they've had a good run, and it's been exciting. They've had the conversation about their coach. Is he staying? Is he leaving? What is going to happen? I just think UCF has uh, got something to prove and got something to play for. Because, I mean, do we really believe in Tulane? Dude, Sean, I'm Sean going, King ain't there. I'm going with Tulane, dog. I'm really? Going with, yeah, I'm going with Tulane. I'm rooting for Tulane. This is a great story. They haven't, listen. These guys have not been. You're talking about a New Year's Six Bowl, right? Yep. If they win this, they'll end up going to a New Year's Six Bowl. This is damn near a home game for them, too. Uh, they haven't been to a New Year's Six Bowl, guys, since the Great Depression. What? <laughs> not even with Sean King? I thought they went. I don't think they went to a New yeah. Year's Six Bowl. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the Green Wave. Yeah. Green Wave, baby. So move back to Oxford. They've uh, been to one in, in 83 years. Just said the Purdue's uh, coach is undefeated against top five teams. Brom is undefeated against top five teams. Yeah, it's a different year for Michigan, though. Yeah, I know. think so, too. Yeah, Jim I Harbaugh. So I, I, I like Brom as a coach, though. I do like I do. that. Uh, okay, uh, nice breakdown there of Championship Saturday. Come back. We'll get into the flex on the other side right here on Ball Don't Lie. I want to on the horn. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. Right. 
Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a 5-1-2 Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie. We play jams from local bands and artists that you can catch right here in the ATX, the live music capital of the world. Who are we jamming right now, Patrick? This is the Big Gun Show, and they're playing tonight at the Little Longhorn Saloon. Oh, I like that. There you go. Um, all right, I think I know where that is, actually, too. So I feel cool once again. Uh, you want to feel cool, you can hit us up on the Spec text line, 512-337-3776. You also can hit us up via Twitter. I'm at Harge. He's at Hardball Harge. I'm at Rod Babers. Patrick Davis at It's Patrick Davis if you want to reach the real MVP. Uh, all right, time for our flex, flxatx.com, flxatx on all of your uh, social media platforms as well. Speaking of the flex, we're going to be off early today for the flex. Um, and they'll, uh, the flex crew is coming in at 630 to take you the rest of the way um, because uh, we're going to make sure that we uh, provide you with some really, really great coverage of our high school f- uh, football action for the Friday Night Flex. So Vandegrift versus Dripping Springs, huge matchup happening at Gupton Stadium. I know there are a couple of Longhorn, I'm sorry, the uh, on-air personalities that are going to be headed over there. Um, and it's a starting at 6.30 pregame, uh, 6.45 will be our Vandegrift, official Vandegrift pregame. We'll start our Flex pregame at 6.30 and then 7 p.m. kickoff of the Vandegrift-Dripping Springs matchup there at Gupton Stadium. And of course, we're going to air it across all of our frequencies on the horn so you can listen at 1049 uh, uh, and 1019 on uh, AM 1260 uh, you can hear the game live it's going to be a huge matchup and uh, representing the central Texas area which is what the flex is all about I'm headed sure. to the final four that's what it's mm-hmm. all about right there Gupton Stadium in Cedar Park make sure you make that trip up there uh, also the tonight uh, 7 o'clock game at Ferris Stadium in San Antonio, Flower Bluff will be taking on Liberty Hill. Uh, Burton will be facing Granger tonight, 7 p.m. at Bastrop Stadium. Lago Vista and Wimberley, big matchup, 7, 7.30 kickoff at Huddle Stadium. This is a big, big-time matchup of both of these uh, teams that are trying to become the ones to go to the final four. And then, of course, tomorrow in San Antonio at the Alamo Dome, San Antonio Brennan versus the Westlake Chaparrales. All that and more. All you got to do to go to is flexatx.com and check out where your team will be playing and exactly what you're going to be able to listen to. Uh, also, you can go to hornfm.com, and remember, uh, you can listen uh, there as well. I didn't say that when we were talking about the games tonight. You can go to hornfm.com, or, of course, if you have the Horn app. That's the best way to listen to uh, any of the broadcasts here on the Horn Network. Uh, don't forget that also we're going to have our Flex finalists uh, released. Uh, we're going to do that December 6th. So mark your calendar, releasing the finalists for all positions, uh, and that will include three players at each position, 11 on both sides of the ball. You can do the math yourself. Uh, that includes <laughs> but long snappers and punters and kickers. I mean, we we, we dug deep, went rabbit holing on this thing to make sure uh, that we left no stone unturned. And uh, thanks to the Flex Crew Snoop and uh, Derek Cohen and my man uh, Zach Lucero doing a good job. Uh, Matt Cameron now working with the crew. Nolan the Seed. I mean, the, the group is great. Um, they've done a great job helping us out. Um, and I, we are getting ready to finalize uh, that list. It's still the rough draft, which means I guess you can still send in 
in uh, any any info, any last minute tidbits, uh, whether it be video and media, whether it's uh, stats, you can all send that all to flxatx.com. Go to the contact page, and there's a there's a place there where you can upload media, and also you can send us notes and send us stats. So if you still want to do that, please do that because actually it was your input that uh, made us want to go back and make sure we did all of our due diligence. And I think the, the Flex crew is doing a really good job. I'm proud of the crew. Yep. Uh, I'm proud of the owner guys too for working really hard and we're really proud of it. So December 6th, we're releasing the finalists. December 13th, we're going to release the selections for our All Flex ATX team, the inaugural All Flex ATX team. Can't wait. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll come back. We'll get into Cowboys, Colts preview, Texans, Browns preview, and also a look around the NFL as well. Big NFL weekend right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn.